Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. I tell you what, uh, friends, never pass up an opportunity to enter into the worship and praise of God. You understand we have a privilege that those in the Old Testament did not have. And people would have wanted what we have. Hallelujah. Are you here this morning? I know I'm here because I hear myself all over the place. I know, I know what I sound like, so you can, <laughs> you can pull me out of that. Thank you. Unless they need it for something else. But hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. You know, if we just praised God for an hour, it would be a worthy use of our time. Amen. One, uh, one measure of how full a person is living is how quickly they'll utter the praises of God. There's a minister who had a uh, experience where he was caught up to heaven. And, you know, uh, there's all kinds of experiences. I'm not saying follow everyone. But uh, this one, he, this minister, he said that whenever somebody would utter praise in heaven, it was like a chain reaction. And they, he, somebody said, praise the Lord. And everybody would stop and just say, oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Well, do you understand that God's praise, oh, my goodness, it, 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 it does so much for us. But it's also a conductor of his presence and his anointing and his power. God inhabits. Listening to me? God inhabits the praises of Israel, the Psalms say. Psalm 22, somewhere along those lines. God inhabits. I'm going to know if he inhabited praise in Old Testament days. Would he still inhabit our praise? Yeah. And quicker and easier now that, we, that he lives in us. Amen. And he, Jesus said we'll be in him and we will manifest ourselves to them. God desires to manifest himself in you. One way that happens is as we enter into praise. So never miss an opportunity. Never pass up an opportunity. Never opt out. You know, we live in a, we live in a society where you can opt out of things. You know, if I'm not well, if I'm not comfortable, I'll just opt out. You know what I'm talking about. Different things you can opt out of. But there's one thing a Christian ought never opt out of. Anything God's provided. Come on. <laughs> We talk, uh, sometimes you hear talk in the body of Christ about uh, things that are essential and things that are non-essential, you know, and they have these cute sayings, you know, in, 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 in essentials, unity, and in non that's just baloney. If God provided it, it's essential. If God gave it to us, it's for us, and we need it. Amen. And you shouldn't have to have a, a praise extractor up on stage to, to pull the, you know what I'm talking about. They ought to be worship leaders, not worship extractors, where, where they're having to pull praise out. And, and I like to say that really the job of the worship leader is to get you to hush when it's time to take the service in a different direction. Amen. Well, that was all free. And, and I'm, I love to give, so, you know, I just, I sow that into your life. No charge. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed today, everybody? Did you all plan the same shirts thing, or was that coincidence? Praise God. Happy merch day to you. I'd like my own merch. I don't know if I can work that out, but I had some ideas, but we'll talk about it later. Because the Vernon's underwear line of Eagle... Uh, can, can, <laughs> Can that go on my table, please? Because I thought of it. I'm actually modeling it today, but you can't tell. <laughs> now, if you don't know Dr. Ed Dufresne's ministry, you don't know, but I just thought, you know, sometimes when I'm praying, these things come right up out of my spirit. I just, just remember where it came from. You heard it here first. I, I want to continue and really quickly get on topic. But I want to continue ministering about continuing. And invite you to turn. 
Now there's things coming, ha, and yes, they're already here, that require greater participation from not just the ministry, but those in the body. Uh, requirements that of an entering in, requirements of carrying things as you go all along the day so that a supply is ready for the things of God, for God's drawing out of his body. He's making a demand on those who've been so well taught. So take your place, body of Christ. Take your place, member of the church, and realize that what you bring is so much more than your attendance. What you bring is so much more than even your serving. But what you bring is a spiritual supply necessary for the move of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Master. Praise him. Uh, We'll invite you to turn to the sixth chapter of the book of Acts this morning. Acts chapter 6. And God's helping us here in these morning sessions as well as the evening sessions. How many were so thrilled with the, uh, with the, the, the flow last night? You know, we want, and I don't mean we just want no sermon. Uh, we, we want God's plan and God's highest. Not just what we could do, but what he's ordained that we do. And I believe that these morning services and especially our times of prayer can help set the stage sometimes for what would happen in the other services, you know. And it's possible to, to, how many know it's possible for ministers and everybody here to have greater clarity or lesser clarity as to what to do. And what I just spoke out by the Spirit about bringing a spiritual supply, that can can cater to greater clarity. And what, what we do want, we want a minister to not have to fish around for direction. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that, that I've had to do that or pastors had to do that or anything like that. But I'm just saying that's not what we want. We want them to be able to step into a knowing of which way to go and what God would want to do and what he would want said, what he might want demonstrated. And we want to develop an accuracy in these things. Now, I know one of the great hallmarks of our day and of our era that we're, that we're entering into is the, the great harvest that will come in. And so there'll be a lot of babies. But that's not a problem. I said, that's not a problem. Bring them all. Bring them all. But it also requires those who are more mature in the body developing skill. And you can, whereas maybe the babies aren't in position just right off the bat to bring much of a supply just because they haven't developed yet. Uh, But others, you and I, those who are here while you can still get in the building, we can learn to, we can learn to develop spiritual skill, which enables us to bring a spiritual supply, which can help the minister just step right into things with clarity and reach, help, help people's needs be met, help those babies get answers that they might not be able to yet draw out on their own. And then those who are in the building who might even not know the Lord, they can get their help. How many ever had it happen in a service where uh, you needed an answer and you're hoping that the pastor ministers on a certain thing because it's your, the answer you need. And you go to the service and they preach on something just seems like if it's as far away from your topic as could be. You know what I mean? I mean, you needed, you needed help uh, accessing your blessing and they're preaching on water baptism or something like you It just seems to, seems to be just not your subject. But yet you got your answer during that message. That's no random occurrence. That's no random thing. That's the workings of God. That's the workings of the Spirit. And those kind of workings can happen in stronger or lesser measure, depending on a variety of factors. Amen. And, you know, we're not trying to be God. We're not trying to direct the director. You understand? But we are trying to cooperate to the degree that he's able to do all that he wants to do unhindered. Unhindered. And that those who are ministering can have maximum clarity. I know I appreciate it. I know I need it. I've done my share of fishing. 
You know what I mean? I'm like a helicopter looking for a landing spot sometimes. Like, where, where, can, where is this supposed to land? And that's okay sometimes, but we want to just hone in on what God wants and get so skillful that, uh, that the waters are just able to rise and rise and rise. Are you hearing me? And until we just swim in so fast, we, it was like, God, we can't keep up. Amen. Amen. And one of the keys, one of the things that will help you and I develop that kind of skill and walk in that is living the kind of prayer life and and developing the kind of prayer life that the Bible teaches. Now, we started yesterday looking at some things, and I got to tell you, I was not aware of the emphasis of the New Testament, um, how much it emphasized this, this whole subject of not just getting started in prayer, but praying sometimes for extended times, uh, sometimes for extended sessions, and then projects you keep coming back to over and over in prayer. And, and I'm, we saw it yesterday, but we're going to see even more today how greatly the Bible emphasizes this. You know, when you see two scriptures, you're like, okay, that's important. How many know when God says it once? That's important. When you see three or four, you're like, okay, this is a doctrine. You know, this is a thing. But when you see 20, you got it. You got to get a clue. Even I can get it when you have that many scriptures. And so Acts chapter six is a verse that Pastor Nancy, I believe Sunday night made reference to, Uh, you know, just by way of review, we looked yesterday at at the prophetess Anna and how night and day for over eight decades, she made prayer her habit. Obviously, it's not that great a burden. Because she's now over 100 years old, still doing it. And if she didn't enjoy it, come on now. I mean, there, there must be some enjoyment to this whole thing. You know, yeah, we have to be careful because in our natural minds, we sometimes hear, you know, we hear this. You got to pray more. And even, even if I didn't say those words, you're probably hearing that in this message. You got to pray more. And we take it as I don't have time to add that. No, we're working this into the fabric of, of, of it. How many know that saying? When you work it into the very fabric, that, that means uh, it's part of your foundation. We're talking about this is worked into your whole life. Amen. And so Anna, night and day, did not leave this place of prayer. And she seemed to be refreshed enough to be over 100 years old, still doing it. And it didn't say in, Acts, uh, in Luke chapter 2 that she dropped dead the second Jesus came. No, no, no. Amen. And uh, we see in the ministry of the master himself where he would sometimes continue all night in prayer. I'm going to know if that's a burden. You're not going to do it. It was a burden to the disciples. And they couldn't make it an hour. Huh? Well, actually to say when Jesus came out and said, could you not make it? Well, I'm paraphrasing it. Could you not tarry? For one hour? I mean, what would he say today? Not in this, not talking about you guys. No, I'm Round Rock. The churches in Round Rock. Not in Georgetown, but you know what I mean. What would he say today <laughs> to most churches? Y'all couldn't make it three minutes and 30 seconds? Just saying, not just saying. And so there's times where he continue. Well, obviously, there's, there's something that helps carry you along in that to where it's not just you in the flesh trying to clock an hour. Have you ever tried to do it in the flesh? Whoa, that's tough, man. Ten minutes. You think you've been praying an hour. You look down, seven minutes. It's like, oh, my Lord. When, are the, when is it going to be over, you know? And uh, but you you just continue. You keep going. You keep going. You continue. You push past the voice of your flesh. And then you think it's been another seven minutes and it's been another and it's been 45 minutes. There's there's a point you get to. To where you start being carried along. Amen. And that I'm telling you, that's what Anna lived in. That's what Jesus. uh, That's what sustained him all the night through. And there, there is in our day the necessity for people to be people of prayer and not just some special ones. Are you going to help me today? Come on now. You jump up anytime you want, but not just some special ones. 
You know, you got folk that, that uh, love to talk about, well, what's your spiritual gift? You know, which there is that the Bible doesn't use that phrase exactly. You know, uh, and they'll say, well, I'm, a, I'm an intercessor. Well, like, welcome to the club. That's like saying, I read my Bible. Everybody. You don't need a special ministry to say, I read a chapter. And if you want to really impress somebody, come on. You tell them you're a prophetic intercessor. Yes. That's a, because that's higher than just intercessor. Neither of which are in the Bible. And so you don't need a special ministry to pray. You need to be born of the spirit. You need to be born again. And there's your prayer ministry. And, and it ought to be your life. So in Acts chapter 6, we see, and we, we looked at several others. But in Acts chapter 6, we see where uh, things were growing in the body of Christ. Pastor Nancy brought out the fact that division started to come in. Yeah. And uh, how many know anytime there's a multiplication, there will be opposition. Yes. And the, the apostles had it on their heart in verse 4 to say, we will give ourselves occasionally. Is that what it says? Huh? What's it say? Continually to what? Continually to prayer. Say those words with me if you would. Continually to prayer. Continual prayer. Continually to prayer. That was, they saw, listen, if this thing is gonna not fizzle out, if this thing is not, if the enemy's not gonna win, because, you know, every, uh, it's not the case that every time there's been a move of God that it's just gone to its fullness the way God wanted it to. There's times where things have died out in past moves. And I'm telling you, this, the, the apostles got it right. They, they saw, listen, we need to give ourselves continually to the flow that will help perpetuate what God's doing and not allow it to diminish and wane. And so continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. Continually. Continually. Over in Acts chapter 10, I'll try to get through some of these maybe a little quicker than, than, than I did yesterday. You know what that means, right? <laughs> it probably won't happen, but we get, we're going to try to get. Over in Acts chapter 10. Now, this talks about another man who's not yet born again. And it says there in verse one, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. How many ever listened to that band? Huh? Now, I, I think I was in that band. I lived in Buffalo, New York for a lot of years. And there's a lot of, of good Italian folk in, in uh, the Northeast. And I, play, I, I played in a band. I'm pretty sure it was the Italian band. And we play, I played in the Buffalo Brass Big Band up there. I'm a saxophone player. And I was the only one in the sax section whose name did not end in a vowel. <laughs> you had Militello, Andalina, Tribuzzi, Tadini, and Siegel. Sounds like a law firm where they just couldn't get that last person right. But I never could figure out what instrument the centurion was. But anyhow, some kind of keyboard, I'm sure. But Cornelius uh, was the centurion in the Italian band. Glory to God. And uh, he was a devout man, one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people. Look at this. And he prayed to God always. You see it? Yep. You know a lost person shouldn't be doing better than a believer. I say lost, you know, just not yet born again, but obviously in relationship with God to the degree you could be. Prayed to God always, always offering prayers to God. And, and here's something so amazing. Uh, he saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And look at this, friends. 
He said to him, your prayers and your alms are come up for a memorial before God. Your prayers are before God. Now, I, I did a little studying on this verse because it, it just intrigued me on the inside. And when it talks about a memorial for, before God, that's the Greek word that you translate monument. A monument. Now, if you've ever been to our nation's capital, uh, Washington, D.C., they have, I mean, that's a, it's a beautiful place. And what the, one of the great things about it is all of the monuments. And what are those? They are built in such a way that you're not supposed to miss them. Right? If you, if you move from the, from the uh, Washington Monument, that's the big, big, huge, tall one. You move from there and you turn around, you're going to see the Lincoln Memorial. And then they have, if you've never been there to see the World War II Memorial, it's, man, I'll tell you, that's inspiring. And the Jefferson Memorial that they have, these are all monuments. What are they? They're structures to help you know where you are and what's going on. You are in America if you see all those. Right? right. And uh, when it says they've come up a memorial before God, that word before means right in the face. Is it possible, friends, that your prayer is erecting a monument right in God's face? What's that mean? He can't get away from it. Can't be ignored. Can't be missed. Well, don't take my word for it. You study it out yourself if you don't believe me. Amen. Amen. Memorial before God. Your prayers are come up. And so who does, uh, what's God trying to do? God's trying to get him the gospel. Amen. And in verse five, he says, so send men to Joppa, call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter, and he lodges with one Simon, a tanner. Now, uh, talks about going to find Peter. Verse nine says, on the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew near to the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. What is it with these people in the early church? It's like all they do is have these times of prayer. What's the deal? Must be a secret there. Must be something important enough, right? To where he's going to prayer. And I just got to call your attention to it to balance out something I said yesterday, if I can, because he's staying, Peter's staying with Simon. And verse six says he lodges with Simon, a tanner whose house is by the seaside. Now, I talked to you yesterday about Jesus going up into the mountains. And I said, it's scriptural to have a place in the mountains to pray. But I want you to know it's just as scriptural to have a waterfront location. Just in case you were wondering, just wanted to balance that out for you. These are important things. Amen. We had a lake home for many years and uh, God had blessed us with this place. I mean, the story, I won't go into it, but it's just amazing how we even got it. But uh, my wife had a chair that sat out on our dock. And while I was doing all the work on the property, taking care of the grounds, doing everything, yes, She's out there sowing to the spirit in her prayer chair. I'm telling you, you walk on that dock, just about fall out. Amen. And we would, we would have missionaries come stay at that house and, and, and all kind of ministers stay there, not charge them anything, you know, just to bless them. Well, see, it's scriptural. Just so you know, now there's a verse you could put towards it. So Peter was there on the rooftop, overlooking the ocean, talking to God. Continuing. 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 Now, in the 12th chapter of Acts, you'll thank me for this later. Now, more persecution comes. Uh, And, of course, I didn't tell the whole story of what happened in Acts chapter 10. But, you know, Cornelius, Peter came, and he's ministering to them the gospel. And while he's preaching to them, the Holy Spirit falls. You know what I mean by that? I don't mean he falls as in he tripped and fell. I mean, the the Bible says the spirit fell on all them. 
And what that, what's that's talking about is the Spirit of God, while the preacher was preaching, the Spirit of God moved in such a way that it actually interrupted the service. Well, again, there's times where the plan of God for a service is, is for preaching or teaching to, to be occurring. And that's well and good and right, necessary, you know. But there's also times he desires to interrupt. And, and what makes that kind of flow come to pass? One of the things, of course, it needs to be God's plan. But one of the things that assists and aids that is when a spiritual supply is created yes. through prayer. And we just, you know, we, we often look at the book of Acts from the standpoint of all these great things that happened. But we're looking through it from the standpoint of how come all these great things happened? Right. Is there anything that happened that caused these great things to happen? Praise the Lord. Am I making any kind of connection anywhere today? You're thinking that's why you're looking that way, right? Praise the Lord. And it just kept going and going. And in Acts chapter 12, we see Peter thrown in prison. And over in verse 5, Acts chapter 12, it says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but, pr but prayer, but prayer, but prayer. You want to say it with me? But prayer. But prayer was made, look at it, without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And what ended up happening, we won't just take time to read it all, but what ended up happening is Peter supernaturally, spectacularly, the day before he was to be taken out, and we don't know what would have happened if he was going to just get killed or his head cut off or something like that. But an angel, an angel comes into the prison, has to kick Peter awake because he's sleeping. He says, get up, get out here. Gets him up, move it. And they pulls him up and walks him out of his chains, out of the doors, and out of the gates of the city. Walks him all the way out. And Peter didn't really know whether is this a dream or is this really happening. Well, you wake me up in the middle of the night, you'll get the same kind of reaction, you know. But it was real. It was, friends, this is not some different era when God used to move that way. This is the blessed New Testament. It's the day in which we live. But is there any connection to the occurrence of the miraculous and a supply being created in prayer. These folk were praying without ceasing to God for him. And they heard what happened. So that somebody must have came and, and rounded folk up, group text. And they said they got Peter. Right? And the group text was, here we go. Get, meet such and such a place. And we're going to get this. We're going to take care of this. We don't always think like that anymore. Huh? But they're like, bless God, we stay with this till we got it. Yeah. Peter shows up at the prayer meeting. Yes. They're still praying. <laughs> they're still praying. And the girl that opens the door yeah. is like, that must be a ghost because we're, we're still here praying. We're praying She's like, I'm sorry, sir. We're praying for Peter. <laughs> Peter's like, open the door. I'm a prisoner. I'm an escapee. <laughs> Let me in. They're still praying. They're still praying. And, the, and it's important to note what they're not doing. They're not sitting there begging and crying and saying, what are we going to do without Peter? We already lost James, the brother of John. Now we're going to lose Peter. And who's next? Probably you, John. You're probably next. And what, oh, no. What are we going to do? That's not, the, no, that's not, you, what, what's necessary is cooperating with God yes. in prayer. Now, for you to pray without ceasing and cooperate with God and do it scripturally, there's only so much you can do in your known language. Right. Oh, God, bust him out. <laughs> bust him out. <laughs> bust him out. 
and, and, and how much more are you going to say in English? You're not asking over and over and over again because the only people that would do that are unknowledgeable Christians. Come on now. That's the only people that would think that it's reasonable to ask and ask and ask and ask and ask because what kind of individual is it that constantly asks, is it time yet? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? yet? A baby child who's just learned to talk and they ask the same thing over and over and over and over. What kind of Christian is it that just asks and asks and asks? A toddler. A toddler. A toddler. And so there's got to be there's got to be a way to pray right. without ceasing to where you pray till you get it. Yes. 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 And that's called prayer in the spirit. Another topic, another subject. But I just want you to see that over and over in the book of Acts, this occurs. This happens. And friends, you know, we need to get good and skillful at discerning when you're in a time like that. Sometimes the circumstances themselves uh, present themselves and make it obvious. And, and I'll tell you, if you'll learn to live the life of prayer instead of just calling a prayer meeting when something happens, then actually you can stay ahead of things. Amen. Stay ahead of certain things. Right. Amen. Amen. But, but, but hey, wherever you are, mm-hmm. stop and, and, and endeavor to cooperate with the Spirit. Amen. Follow, him, follow Him in prayer. Follow Him in prayer. And He will get you to the other side. There's things you can change. There's things you can't change. But if you're led to pray, then probably means there's a change that you can, that you can lay hold of. But, but, but what we do is we follow the Spirit and we stay in there until we continue. We continue in prayer. And I tell you, there's been so many circumstances and, and situations in our lifetimes where we've practiced this. And uh, j- just things where we pray till we get on the other side of something. Now, I don't mean we pray till we get on the other side in the sense that you've seen all the circumstances change. So you stop praying. But you can in the Spirit. Does that make sense to you? While you're following the Spirit in prayer, you can know we got this. How do you know? Well, the, the, the flow on the inside of you that was giving you utterance in prayer is now letting you know that this thing's done. You've got this. You've got this. And I t- maybe you have an example of it you want to share. I don't. I can't think of one now. But but uh, but you just start rejoicing on the inside. You start laughing on the inside. And and we'll have we'll have times of prayer. And we'll know. We'll just know this. Whatever. Sometimes you don't know what you're praying about. But we'll know. We this is. We got to the other side of this. Sometimes it happens in one session. Sometimes it happens in ten minutes. Sometimes it takes ten sessions. And you just have a knowing on the inside, stay with this, stay on this. And folk nod, yeah, we need to do it, but do you do it? Do you do it? It's not a burden. Following God's not a burden. It's not hard, but it's necessary. It's necessary. Did I say something wrong? Well, I probably said 15 things wrong. Praise God. This this is... It's blessing me. In the book of Romans, we'll maybe look at one or two more of these and then we'll save some. Now, Paul established the church of Rome. I don't know all the circumstances around that, but he wrote to the church at Rome and, and, uh, it says in verse 9, for God is my witness. First chapter. Did I, I didn't tell you that. Sorry. First chapter. Romans chapter 1. How many figured out I'm going in order? <laughs> Romans chapter 1 verse 9 says, God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. That look at it. Without ceasing. I make mention of you always in my prayers. Do you think when, when uh, different ones were being used to write scripture, do you think they just threw terms in there to try to sound impressive? No. 
You know? Like you ever had somebody tell you, oh, I'm just praying for you night and day? You know they ain't. Just keeping you in my prayers. Well, what day does that happen? But you know, if they said it in the word, if it's in the word, you know he was being real. Without ceasing. Without ceasing. And I'm not saying that's 24 hours a day. But what, what does that mean? Just, just so often that you'd have to call it constant or continual. All that just seems like all the time. Every time I talk to God, I end up talking about you. You might have known this already. You might have seen how, how much the New Testament emphasizes this continual flow of prayer. But forgive me because I didn't see it as much as I am now. So that's why I'm impressed with the word. But uh, there's that. And then in the 12th chapter of Romans... Praise, praise, praise. Romans 12, verse 12 says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. What's the next word? Continuing, Continuing instant in prayer. Other translations just say, Remaining constant. Remaining constant. Constant in prayer. Constant. What's constant mean? All the time. Constant, constant, constant. Let me see another translation here. Well, no, that was the one. Just remaining constant in prayer. Praise the Lord. Um. We'll finish in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 for now. Now this one, I'm going to navigate this one ever so carefully <laughs> over here. And uh, let, me, let me grab this in the Amplified. 1 Corinthians 7. Doll, get me this in the Amplified because my... My finger is not going where it's supposed to go on this. Now, this is talking about some guidelines for marriage. And in verse 5, it says, Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. Um, how, many, how many know this is not talking about preachers exclusively? No. He didn't say preachers. Uh -huh. This is talking about every married couple. And how many, how many do you know that's pra that practices this verse where they, where they have so much prayer going on, on. <laughs> that we have to back off of the intimacy of our relationship for a little bit to, because we're so far in the flow of prayer. What's the Amplified say? Now, just come on up and read it because I feel like I'm doing all the heavy lifting. You just know. verse 5. Say it again. Verse 5. Sure. Yeah. Do, not, do not refuse and deprive and defraud each other of your due marital rights, except perhaps except perhaps by mutual consent for a time, so that you may devote yourselves unhindered to prayer. Yeah, that's the part. Devote yourselves unhindered to prayer. Yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There ought to be times, uh, there ought to be times where you get so far into the life of prayer that you forget there's somebody else in, in the house with you. Is that, <laughs> I'm behaving, you know what I'm saying, but uh, you, know, yeah. you forget that there's somebody else that you're living with. Oh, yeah. Right. right. Uh, now, uh, I can just say my, my wife, to me, I don't know anybody. Of course, I don't live with anybody else, which is probably the reason why, but I don't know anybody that practices this whole flow of continual prayer 
like she does. I mean, really, I feel like I have to take a ticket like you do in a deli <laughs> and wait for my number to be called just to, just to have a conversation sometimes. No, I'm just saying. But I'm telling you the results and the benefits are so great that she's able to enter into the things of prayer and the things of God quickly because she holds herself there. Yeah. You know, um, Friday, last Friday evening, we were uh, trying to get ready to get out of town and uh, had been busy. And, you know, I don't know about you, but we put off packing as long as possible. Oh, man, I'm not... <laughs> Uh, you know, you might pack a little bit or have a few things in mind, but uh, so it was dinner time. It was late. Uh, we hadn't eaten yet, so we grabbed something to eat, and we sat down, and what do you do when you have to pack? You turn on the TV, <laughs> and you eat your dinner. So um, it happened to be the U.S. Open. It happened to be Serena Williams' last game. And uh, we don't watch a lot of sports, but I do like to watch any professional sports when they're at the top of their game. You know, playoffs. the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> we watch the playoffs in anything. Yeah. Um, and so we sat there and ate our dinner and we watched this game. And I don't know much about tennis. He's a, uh, his family's a tennis. Uh, well, my mom was a pro tennis umpire for a lot of years. And, and you're looking at a former professional ball boy. Mm -hmm. Did not know that. <laughs> Yeah. I developed my cat-like reflexes <laughs> by throwing true. tennis balls to the players. That's it. She did oh, she, Wimbledon. Yeah, she US did Open, Wimbledon, Australian the Olympics. Open. Yeah, my mom uh, had a career doing all, that for a lot of years. All over the world. All of them. Yes, but um, we, so we were watching this. I was asking questions. Why are they scoring it that way? What are they doing? Um, but Nobody I, knows the answer to why they <laughs> score tennis that way. I have to relearn it every time I watch it because I only watch it once every few years. And um, so we, we watched that. We eventually saw the end. She finished. She lost. Um, bye, Serena. It was awesome. And, um, and we went on. But while I was on the plane to come here, the Lord reminded me of that. And I was like, Lord, it was just a few it was just like an hour we sat and watched. It wasn't bad, honest, I promise. Yeah. It, was, it was tennis. He said, no, no, no. What were they doing? How do they play that game? A professional tennis player, well, any tennis, any player, tennis player, should have a certain stance. Yeah, they call it ready position. I never told you that. They call it ready position. Thank you. Yeah. That helps. I they took have, a bunch of lessons. I took a lot of <laughs> tennis lessons when I was younger too. They have that ready position. What? Where they're kind of crouched down, right? They're, they're dancing mm -hmm. on both feet. They've got the racket with both hands ready to go what? Either way. Any way the ball comes. Yeah. Our life, Christians. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> Our life, the Spirit was dealing with me on, on uh, the plane there. That is our prayer life. That yeah. is the way we conduct our business every day. Yes. That's why we see continually, night and day. Night. We're always, when I wake up in the middle of the night, <laughs> ready position. Ready position. It, uh, you know, am I just using the bathroom and going back to sleep? Or is there something you need me to do, Lord? Yeah. And when you're in that position, you are ready for whatever. All right. Help us, help us, help us. <laughs> when we're young in the Lord and we come to God, we come with all of our stuff, our problems, our family, yes. our children, our job. And, and that's fine. But, you know, just like the, that tennis player, what do they, they get down when we come into uh, God's presence, we, we put our things down and we stay ready for whatever he puts in our court, right? And if he says, we're gonna pray this direction, that's where I go. And then what do I do? I run right back to center. Yeah. What, what center? His presence. Where the, and this isn't a burden. His presence is fullness. Yeah. 
of joy. Yeah, come on. This is so pleasing, not just to him, but it's so fulfilling to us to be there and ready. And when he serves something else to us, we're ready. If it's backhand, if it's forehand, what? Oh, I knew those terms. (laughs) Don't hurt, don't hurt yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever comes our way, we're ready for it. And you were talking about how, um, in these different revivals and things in the past, how, uh, it's, they all start with this momentum of prayer. Yeah. And a lot of them would fizzle out and you could trace it back to the lack of prayer. But there was a time I know in the, the late 80s where uh, people started taking prayer to the extreme. And so they were, what were they doing? They were going after that serve that God gave them And then they would just kept going and running out of the court with it and doing their own thing. What they forgot to come back to center and wait for God's next thing. Uh, God's next serve, right? Say that again for us. Right? People, when the the serve came and they they got something, well, of course, uh, if you were around then, I actually didn't get saved till 1989, so I heard about these things. But people were warring in tongues, right? Right. What what they got a revelation and, and God was giving them that serve of you have some authority and he was giving them light. Take, take authority over that situation in the name of Jesus. And they went running after that. And then they just kept going and kept and on their own in the flesh. They were trying to take what God had given them and press past. Does that make sense? And, and that, that's where prayer lives get off, where people get off. We have to be so very careful when God gives us something, we take care of it in prayer. And as he was saying, we sense, okay, we got that one. Now, get back to center, ready for the next thing. And, and when we have prayer projects that are continual, he might serve that same thing. Tomorrow, we're going to take care of that again. Okay, thank you. We're going, to take in, we're going to take care of it again, but we're going to come back to center. <laughs> Praise, worship, thanksgiving. Yes. Father, what do you have for us today? Whatever it is, is it the government today? What, what are you serving? You know, there, there, there's things, there's certain things that he has put on my heart that like, like, uh, Reverend Joel was saying, he just, they just keep coming up every time I come before him, that those things come up and come out. That's okay. As long as it's directed by him. Mm -hmm. That's what we call effective prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. So don't don't just be swinging to swing. Right, right. Praise God. That was good. That's what I meant to say (laughs) yesterday and today. Thank you. It helped. I'd like us to pray some today. You good to do that? Praise the Lord. How many know it's not a burden? We enter into his presence. Amen. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Amen. Come before him with worship. And then just see which way he would take us. You good to do that? All right, everybody, you can sit, you can stand. If you need to change your position, you're welcome to do that at some point. But uh, keep your heart engaged, if you would. Amen. And you might say, how long are we going to do this? Just until it seems right on the inside that we're done. And usually not crazy, terribly long. And if it it goes long, it means means God's in it. And you won't even notice. So, Father, today we are so grateful. Thank you that you're our Father. We're your children. Thank you that we've been born of God. We're in your family. Glory to God. You've given us a place in your kingdom Uh, of shared authority. Glory to God. We're so honored to be who you've called us to be. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we just, we couldn't thank you enough for all your blessings, all you've given us, all you've placed upon us. 
Oh, glory. Thank you for the great, mighty, Holy Spirit whom you put in us, our helper, our teacher, our comforter, our counselor, our advocate, our intercessor, our strengthener, our standby, our helper. Thank you that you help us in all things. And Father, regarding that which you desire to do in our day, the great plan of God, uh, the, the great move of God that ushers in the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for that which must take place yes. regarding that. Thank you. Thank you for what's necessary and needful right. for the rivers of revival to increase, <laughs> for there to be a rise yes. in the flow of God. Yes. Yes. Thank you that we go from glory to glory, from, glory from faith to, glory. to faith, yes. from strength yes. to strength, yes. from grace to grace. Glory. Thank you that we progress yes. in your plan. Yes. Thank you for what's necessary to progress. Lord, we know certain things. We know just in part. But you have complete knowledge. You have full knowledge. Right. And regarding these things, you can help us tap into Thank you, Lord. these things Thank you. from your knowledge. Thank you. yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And so we yield to yes. the utterances uh, of the Holy Spirit. Yes. To uh, pray further along these lines. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, for the Kolosti, Karateste, Korabenze. Yes, 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 yes. She grogo malade. E grogo ste kalete ste gan. E gran zuzigalete ste korabajite kati profombrati toratea. Ten do krakete dedicato sukobadese. Mecheto. Oh, macheto kotante te kati totoko. Ten dole. Veros to kufe ste totante. En sotora, en stokora, en crostora, sen tobolot, sen bolodotse. Yes, mongoreta, matudu kolosti kati te akalito, manzela do kose de kalotus, dozeyan, dozegane, dengragasti krokope, de tesese kropoko, kropokasti kati te akropona, devrendo, devrendo, dasiko, omanzetane, Bancico <laughs> Oh, 
Yes, the many, the many, the many to be trained. Yes, the many to be trained. The army to be trained. Yes, 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 yes. The workers, the army, the generation, the next for the buildings, for the buildings, for the buildings, that must come, that must come, the buildings, that must come, thank you, oh, oh, my, yes, 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 we call, we call for that, we call for those buildings, such 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 a flow of finances oh oh my so easy so easy oh so easy Jane Lee 
Kados, Jelly Kados, Yukora Basikat, Yukora Basikat, Yukora Manstikat, Yurestikat, Yurakalates to Kora, in the Merprekis, in the Merakuste, in the Merathinso, in the Ristigali, Ekrogos, Ekrogos, Ekrogos Tigad, Ekrogos Tigaladi, Ekrogos, and the Rongs, and the Rongos, and the Resto, and the Rongo, and the Naris, and the Rikoko, and the Rustico. So grand, so grand. Oh my. So grand. Oh my. So oh grand. My. So grand. So great. Sacrocolas. 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 Come, Lord Jesus. Ah, yes. Ha, 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 yes. ha. Yes. Yes. Come. Yes. Yes. Come, Lord Jesus. Yes. Yes. Come, Lord yes. Jesus. Yes. Come, Lord yes. Jesus. Oh, yeah. ricotta. Ah, yes. We rejoice. We rejoice. Oh, we rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. At the coming. At the coming. At the coming. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we rejoice. We mm. rejoice. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Woo, glory, 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 glory. Glory. Glory, 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 Thank you. We worship, 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 worship. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. 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 Oh, glory. glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.